There are millions of unemployed youths globally. A world is broken and young people are mostly affected. But in a multitude of cancer, there is safety. Every week, Great Awaiti engages in discussion with industry professionals and business leaders to share their opinions and insight on how youths can find jobs, create jobs, and build successful careers. Are you young and want to build a successful career? Welcome to the show. What, what I do on this podcast show, right, is to have conversations with career leaders and HR professionals um, in Africa generally to share ideas and thoughts on how young people can find jobs and build successful careers. And so um, on this particular episode, I'm happy and glad to be doing this with um, Idris. Um, he's going to be talking about himself shortly, but I mean, I've known Idris um, way back when I was with Alan and Grant, and then we had a couple of um, work together. But it's pretty much to it's pretty much a good time to learn again from Idris' um, story and journey, and then I'm sure that we'll have an insightful experience um, thus far. Thank you so so much, Idris, for the time to share. I mean, to get on this call. Thanks, great. Thanks for having me. So, um, I mean, just just for us to start the conversation, I, I know you currently um, head the human resource at. Um, Jobaman and Jira, but I mean, it'll be a good time pretty much. I know how much you have grown, grown your career, right? To a point where you can say you have achieved the level of results right now. Or um, I, I think it's important that you, you do like an introduction of yourself just to share a little bit about um, who, who Idris is. Okay. Um, my name is Idris Abdukafar. I mean, like I rightly said, I currently head human resource function at Jobaman Nigeria, but you, prior to um, Jobberman. I used to work for a financial services provider and I was a talent acquisition partner for the firm. I was there for a few years. Um, before then, I used to do HR consulting. I did that too for a few years. Then I took a study leave at some point for my master's in human resource management. Um, all in all, I think that you know the core of my experience has been in HR. I mean, I have well over five, six years experience in HR. And that's pretty much, you know, everything I've done so far. Um, but beyond that, that's that's just a brief summary of who Idris, who I am and, and what interests me. Interesting, Idris. So, I mean, uh, I'm curious to also understand what has inspired your career choice. Um, how did you get get um, to this point where you're now heading um, um, HR at Jobberman, right? What are, these, what are certain ingredients or recipe, you know, you have used to put all of these things together? Maybe we should start that conversation from that point. Uh, okay. Um, I would say that, you know, what, what um, in terms of what inspired me to do HR, uh, in uni, when I was doing my undergraduate, I, there was a course in my third year, personal management. Okay. Yes. I think that was, you know, a huge, a huge part of um, what informed the choice of of HR for me, but I mean, I I don't think that the same way people grow up and they say, oh, what do you want to become? I want to become a doctor, a lawyer. I think, you know, personal administration at the time, personal management at the time was also something that I knew, but I wasn't considering it as a career choice. Um, no, I, but I just, I knew that, okay, this is also a career path, even though, I mean, it might not be as um, 
pronounce like every other thing, but I knew I knew what personal management was. But I think the third my, my third year in my undergraduate, you know, it became somewhat clearer for me that okay, I was going to do this. Um then after I graduated during whilst um serving during my NYC, I started to take CIPM um classes in Ibadan at the time. So I did I did intermediate two whilst serving. Um I did PE one just about the end of my, of my service here, then PE2 instant. So I did all three exams in your role. Um, and I think that, you know, I'd always somewhat just been clear on, on what it was for me. It had always been HR. Uh, then that also, you know, informed um, the course of my, of my choice for, for my postgraduate um, studies. I did human resource management for my master's. So, I mean, all in all, I guess, you know, I'd always just had that clarity or I've been fortunate to have that clarity um, from a very young age as regards what I wanted to do. But in terms of recipe, I mean, for success, uh, the, the principle is, as cliche as it might sound, right? Um, it's Laura, right? Work and you pray, you work really hard. I mean, not blindly, of course, making smart choices, but having clarity as regards what you want to do. You work hard and you pray hard. And I think, you know, everything would um, somehow just pan out. Well, great. Um, interesting. I mean, uh, I, I used to say that it's pretty much very rare to find people who already have a certain level of clarity in the university of what they're going to do. Um, I, I don't think I fall, <laughs> I fall into that spectrum. I, I think I stumbled on human resource during my NYSE. Um, as I then said, I, I wasn't sure I was going to do HR, right? Um, yeah. I, just, I was just having, oh, what else? What should I do? What can I do? You know, and all. But I mean, you've, 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 you had that clarity from children level, which worked for you. Um, so I mean, you've also uh, you've also grown your career to the point where um, you, like, you can inspire a couple of persons to say, okay, why while I'm in school, I can have uh, I can have ABC certain level of clarity on what I'm going to do. Um, sometime last year, I started a, a research work um, that's called the Nigeria Recruiter Survey, and the idea basically was to capture uh, real time local data right, about the difficulties that recruiters face. I mean, following my, my journey in the HR space and doing recruitment for both consulting, financial services and all. You know, so I wanted to find out what exactly the, the difficulties are, right, for recruiters to find the right talent for jobs. And then secondly, what the skills, skills gap are. I know that there are certain level of um, research reports globally, but I was really more fo focused on um, local data. What exactly are the skills gap um, that existed among local businesses. My goal basically was to produce some form of report annually that can be used to prepare Nigerian students, right? Because I also believe that demand and supply, you know, should also inform certain career decisions, right? And and how we can influence certain level of curricular design. And you've been in the HR space, right, for some years, and now you're working with Jabama, which I think is an organization that is also interested in solving youth employment. So what would you say has changed in the last, say, five, 10 years about how recruiters and employers find, um, find talent or hire talent for a role? And how do you think that job seekers can align to these changes from the experience? Okay. Um, I would say that, you know, in, if we use the, the biggest change in the last five, 10 years, at least five, if we, if we use five years as benchmark, the biggest change does, I mean, disrupted the world of work 
quote unquote, will still be, you know, the pandemic. And it's recent, but, you know, it's, it's changed the, the way um, recruiters look for talent. But I would say before that time, before the pandemic um, and up until this point, you know, the, the world is constantly becoming, I mean, not constantly, the world is, I mean, it's a global village, right? And every day, the frontiers for, you know, globalization keeps changing, right? And yeah. that, that also informs how people, I mean, perceive talents and how we go about, you know, sourcing for the right talent. But with the pandemic and a few things, I mean, that has just disrupted that, I would say that um, one of the biggest changes in the last few years is the reliance on technology, right, and automation. I mean, the era where you want to, of course, it still applies in some cases, but the era where you want to, you, you're looking to get a job and you have your CV, your credentials, you make photocopies and you put it in one envelope with an application letter and you're walking about the streets of Lagos or anywhere to go and submit that as really, really, I mean, we've moved past that. Everybody does, I mean, it's virtual now. Right. And that, that also informs how, you know, these conversations have been had. People have interviews or conversation, employment conversations across the globe and you don't necessarily be, need to be in the same space. You know, that, I mean, the frontier for tech has also, you know, made um, another change in terms of geographical locations. Right. You do not need to be in America or London to apply for a job. That is there. You can literally take your interviews, have everything done here in Nigeria, wherever it is that you're at, right? So, you know, reliance on tech has changed in the last couple of years. Um, location is no longer a huge barrier as it used to be, I mean, years before now. Um, then I would also say, you know, skills, right? The skills that are required to do work and the job five years ago is different from what it is required, what's required now. And I mean, in the new next two, three years, there'll also be, you know, that change. So I would say that, you know, for me, those three, three things are, are the major um, changes, right? Reliance on technology and automation has changed how, you know, recruiters find talent. Um, location is no longer a barrier as it used to be. And, you know, the demand in skills and, you know, even industries that people prioritize is changing. So I would say that those three things, right, um, are the major things that have changed in terms of how recruiters are looking for talent. Impressive, uh -huh. yeah, um, sure, right. So I agree with um, the reliance on technology. I agree with all of the points, right, geographical location, skills required to do work. Have you in any way, um, I mean, your previous encounters, right, why talking to young people for job, um, what are what are usually the mistakes when it when it has to do with these three things you've mentioned? What are the um, repeated mistakes that young people usually make? You know that that you think needs to be corrected. Um, one would be in terms of you know reliance on tech, right? If I pick that as as the benchmark, I would say the not one of the mistakes right now is um, a I don't want to call it inability, but maybe a less than par um, proficiency in terms of, you know, digital savviness and tech, tech savviness and digital know-how, right? So I would say that that's one thing that, um, I mean, young people and job seekers across the world really should be looking to change, right? I mean, you need to, you can't, um, you can't compete favorably in this market 
if you're not tech savvy. Of course, no one is expecting you to be completely, completely 110% proficient, but um, zero or novice or um, lack of that skill, I mean, would could be or might be a huge injury factor in the future. Um, that's one. Then in terms of, you know, location, right, and how maybe young seekers or job seekers or the mistakes I might have seen is, you know, people confining um, their job search to a precise location. Um, that, that, shouldn't, that shouldn't be the case anymore. You know, you, you, in looking for opportunities, you can search for opportunities across the world. As long as you know you, you've done um, your due diligence and you're sure that, you know, this, this role is something that you might be able to take on. And now, I mean, more organizations across the world are also open to the idea of remote work, right? Because it's not also a function of, you know, um, where you are. it's more when can you do the job? When can you deliver? If, you, for example, you're in Lagos, right? And you take a job in New York or wherever it is in America and there is an eight or nine hours time difference, and you maybe let's this is me just even assuming, right? You're typically a night crawler and you decide, you know what, I might choose to sleep in the day and in the night do what I have to do. You've delivered on your responsibilities and your KPIs for the organization, and that's what matters to them. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, are you in the state right now? Or are you in no, as long as you can deliver, right? So I would say that that's also something that I've seen people confining their job search to a, a particular location. I mean, be open, spread the tentacles. Um in terms of skills, right? One mistake that I've I've also you know seen is people or uh, a lot of folks not um, taking time to do a skill inventory, right, or a skill audit. You, you you it's important for you to have an idea, a complete understanding of self, right? What skills do I have? Where am I deficient? What do I need to learn? And I mean, you can't. We we operate in the knowledge economy, right? You can't. Um, you can't wing it at any point in time if you do not have the right knowledge. And knowledge is constantly, constantly evolving. The research is changing every day. How a particular function has been done two years ago is different from how it's been done now. It will be different from how it will be done in the next two years. Imagine if you know, you're a recruiter and you say that, oh, you don't understand why we are supposed to have conversations with talent via digital would only try in physical situations. Of course, that's, that might be important, right? You may assume that there are certain physical cues that you need to see, but saying you'd be completely blind to digital opportunities or platforms to engage talents <laughs> would be a no-no. And I'm sure in, in the next few years, I mean, people, organizations are already working hard on, you know, bots and AI for their talent um, um, acquisition process. Imagine what that would mean for recruiters in the next two years or three years. So important that I think job seekers or young people should have that um, constant reflection, do a skill audit as often as frequently as possible. So you know where you are in terms of the knowledge that you have and what is missing. So you constantly upskill. So I agree with, I agree with, uh, I mean, don't, don't limit your job search to a preferred location, right? Uh, I agree that the world is a global village. Uh, I, I know that a couple of young people who are coming out of um, Nigerian universities fresh 
um, do not understand the realities of the global market, right? Um, expect, um, especially how you explain the time zone. You know, time zone is something that uh, people need to learn, right? So I agree with that. But I would want to press in further, you know, on, on the okay. skills inventory and skills audit you, you talked about. A, a lot of young persons will not understand what skills audit and skills inventory is. If you want to, if you are going to do a skill um, audit or a skilled inventory, um, in say in 2021, and maybe see uh -huh. Idris is just leaving the university and Nigerian university in 2021, and you're going to do a skill audit, right? That would help propel you forward in your career. Um, how will you go about that process? Okay, so I would say that you know beyond trying to make it really technical and all of that. It's just, you know, the basic, basic, basic things, right? So look at, let's assume um, you want to work in, let's see, let's say HR, for example, right? That's what you want to do. That's what you want to work. You want to work in HR. Now you're searching for required skills of a HR person, right? Basically the skill audit is you saying, okay, I've itemized all of the skills that is required to play in whatever role it is that I'm, I'm looking to get in the future, right? Or say HR, whatever it is. Now you've done that. You've been able to identify all of the skills required for the role that you want. Now, the next thing will be for you to grade yourself, right? Against some of the skills. This is me keeping it as, you know, basic as possible without you doing any serious calculation or technicalities to it just that's the you know most basic thing you can do right oh what what are the skills required for this particular role itemize all of those things if you're to rate yourself on all of those things how would you score yourself two three four whatever the benchmark is of 10 of 20 whatever you choose to be the scores for it you rate yourself against it and again i think that another thing to it is i mean honesty right you should be honest with yourself don't i mean it's for self not not for any other person to determine now be honest with yourself give yourself adequate ratings where you think i mean um, it is applicable right now once you have that done you tell yourself okay you know what now that you've been able to assess this how do you go about mitigating you know um the skills you do not have and beyond you know technical skills right required for a particular role even just every other thing or oh, problem solving um negotiation all of these are skills right that is important now if you itemize all of these things and you're honest with yourself or you know what i think that in terms of um critical thinking ask yourself basic questions how have i made decisions in the past how what informs how i um go about a particular project and I, I think that another thing people or every young job young people should also focus on is understanding that beyond you know um employment right nine to five or whatever it is we all have all of the skills it's just understanding that or what you do or let's assume your ability to you know foster peace in certain situations you might not understand, but that's conflict resolution, right? It's for you to ask yourself these questions. Oh, you know what you're the, this is me just speaking, you know, um, theoretically, you're the public relations officer for your department, your student association, and you've done a great job 
but you've been able to handle different stakeholders. You've been able to ensure that, okay, information gets out when it should. You are cautious of the words you use. The skills that you've exhibited in that context, I mean, you've, you've, you've touched on stakeholder management. You've touched on communication. These are all skills that people need, even real-time at work, right? But they not understanding that, oh, you know what, this is actually a skill is what makes it somewhat you know, difficult. So have that conversation with self. Okay, you know what, what have I done so far? How have I managed in terms of all of this? And give yourself you know, a fair enough score on all of these things. And that would inform um, what is missing, right? And I think that's, that, that's a, an easy way to, to um, pick it. Define what the skills might be, physical skills, basic cognitive skills, um, social and emotional skills, technical skills. Once you have those buckets, then you can now flesh it all out and you can, I mean, give yourself an adequate score. Great. Um, impressive. I like the way you just made it very simple because, I mean, a lot of people may just hear skills audit and then it sounds so, you know, so huge, big, you know, in their range. Uh -huh. um, so maybe my last question, and this is one question I always like to ask, and that's because... Um, um, I've heard people say that we nearly we never forget the things that has had a huge impact on our lives. So for you, what's that one book that um, I mean that have had huge impact on your career growth that you always want to recommend to any young person? One book. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Yes, several books, and that's they are trying to sound really cliche, right? <laughs> I would say that. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. Wow. That one. Yes. I, I think that... Well, I wasn't really expecting that. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, that, that particular book did, 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 did its numbers on me. Yes. But beyond that, I would say that um, find out research books in... I mean, there are a million and one books everywhere, right? Research books that suit your interests, right? And um, pick up all of these things. I mean, what you can. I would say that another good place to start would be Harvard Business Review, right? Harvard Business Review has this um, session for their books. Okay. And they talk about pretty much everything. And this is not a paid ad for Harvard Business Review, but I would say everything you can think of. Um, 10 must reads, Harvard has like a whole box set for it. So, I mean, if you're looking to improve professionally, Harvard 10 must reads on anything you can think of, new managers, managing, communication, um, negotiation, problem solving, critical thinking, strategy, sales, networking. It has like a whole, a whole spread. So yeah, you can just pick up anyone and it's, it's found, you can find it anywhere. So yes, that would, that would be it for me. Yeah, thank you so much, Idris. Um, I mean, you've touched a couple of things around what has changed, the global village, the reliance of technology, um, um, the employment conversations, geographical locations, skills required to do work. You've touched on skills inventory and skills audit. Uh, I mean, HBR, it's, I, I can always recommend times 10. Um, and thank you a lot for, 
thanks a lot for for the time to really speak to me on on, on this particular episode and i'd like to take your final words um, just before i call the show off um, if you have any final words on regards as regards this, this conversation please please do share um final words for me would be that everyone is a talent um i know that some people might say otherwise but you have a set of skills um that is unique to you right even if certain other people might you know have same the what makes you unique is the totality of your experience everyone is different right and that's what makes you know yourself um i mean and go forth and conquer basically Thank you so much, Idris. Everyone is a talent. That's a good way to really end this episode. I really do appreciate this time. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode. For more episodes, visit www.greatawaiting.com. 